Welcome to the Futurology Show, proudly brought to you by MTN Business. Hello, B2. Hello, B1. What's up? Good new man. Yeah, it's been good. I must say, I had a very rustic weekend. I didn't do much, which yeah, me for too. Me is it was quite, actually fantastic. Quite rare. So, um, yep, into a no Pokemon goes. I've got something on Pokemon just oh, to really? upset you, but I'm I'm actually betting the fine stuff. So hopefully it's coming okay. to the end. It's dwindling actually, out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All dying. the people that are blogging are actually Pokemon going. Yeah, saving us all the trouble. Going far, far freaking away. <laughs> so. As always, app of the week. Yes. Um, this one is called Artisio. Art I S I O. Artisio. 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 Okay. When I actually did some research into it, um, I found that it was made by a Russian company. You know, we've spoken about this before in the show. How there's so many networks and things that go on in the world that we just don't know about. Yeah. And Russia is one of those markets. I mean, they they're huge. Um, so what this does is it basically takes. You can either shoot a 10-second video clip okay. or it takes an existing video clip and it animates it. So it puts in like either normal cartoon or sketching. That's or cool. I had fun with it. I must be honest. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, you take like a vine or something like that yeah. that is comical already and then you put it into like animation. Okay. So yeah, have a look-see. Definitely. Ar- Artisio. Artisio. I, nice. I believe it's available on both Android and uh, iOS. Cool. See, playing Nasling. And we're gonna uh, we're gonna retweet all of these things as well. So we'll we will tweet retweet out. it out. Um, okay, so here's one. <laughs> you know, I've been talking about this freaking renovation now that I'm I'm living through, and I'm pleased to say that we're nearly so surviving. The end of it. Yeah, barely. Okay. Um, there's been two attempted murders, and uh, <laughs> I think that was one, just in the kitchen. Yeah, that was just in the kitchen. So. We, you know, obviously when you're going through a reno and those, t- listen to me, going through a reno, mate, when you're going through a renovation, um, you start looking at stuff to throw away. So I've come across the coolest thing out. It's called the connected wardrobe. Okay. Okay. So it's probably relevant to today's topic, which is the internet of things. Yes. So what this wardrobe does is it sends you a text or an email to say that you haven't worn that item of clothing for X period of time. So let's say it's that, you know, that like, you know that like Hawaiian Five-O shirt you've got in luminous oh, yes. pink? Yeah. Why don't you wear every now and every then Tuesday, and feeling yeah. excited? Right. So it sends you a message and it says to you, you haven't worn this in a while. I'm going to stick it on eBay or I'm going to donate it to charity. That's what it, it kind of gives you those. If I'm not going to wear it in a while. Do you think anybody yeah. in eBay so wants it? So you either sell it. Okay, or, cool. Well, I mean, your, your pink Hawaii Five-O it's shirt. It's Somebody's going to want it. I'll, I think I'll buy it. I'll bid. But I mean, can you imagine like the chutzpah of it? You're sitting there like watching, I don't know, Ray Donovan and your phone pings and you go, this is your wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, I found three items of clothing you haven't worn for a while and here's the listing on eBay. Mm. I mean, but it's coming. This, these guys are... Talk about the it. skeletons coming out the closet. There's going to be a whole bunch of other stuff that comes out the closet that we probably should have left there. Probably. Well, I haven't worn that in a while for a reason. I didn't <laughs> want people to know about it. <laughs> but the donation thing I like. So let's yes. say you don't need one to sell it. You can select donate and it's obviously predetermined mm. as to who will come and collect it. Yeah. But yeah, so it was just something I came across that I thought was quite cool. Connected wardrobe. Are you a Star Wars fan? Or more importantly... Star Wars, yes. Or if not you, so if anyone else can maybe answer this for me, please, on Twitter at cliffcentral.com, on 0861-555-189, on WeChat, on Facebook. I don't actually care. But hashtag I don't know. Futurology. Thank hashtag you. Star Wars. Hashtag IoT. Hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag. Okay. So they had this huge big announcement of Rogue One, which is yes, coming Yes, I in. saw the trailer. So did I. It was very different. It was good. But... Where does it fit in? I, I was trying to figure that out. Darth Vader's in this. Hold on, where he died. Okay, so is it the prequel, the postquel, the current quill? I really don't know. Cool. So if someone knows the answer, please let me know because I don't actually know. And they called it something else. They called it. Um, they now said it's called a Star Wars story or something. Yeah, a like Star Wars that. story. Yeah, Star Wars. So story. it may not have so to my, be that closely related to anything we know. Okay, so uh, I don't know. I guess Mike's not on yet, but just a simple head on yes or no. Do you know anything about Star Wars? No. no. Okay. Okay. We'll leave his mic off. There's no now. IoT in the Star Wars. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just saw. The Death Star wasn't connected. It looks cool, I must say. It yeah, yeah. looks cool, and I'm sure pe- there's going to be grown men that don't sleep now. I think when there's lightsa- lightsabers and X-Wing fighters and TIE fighters and, you know, it's always going to Okay, attention. You're going to be really proud of me. I've got positive, something positive to say about Microsoft. 
Okay. okay I'll wait. I'll, I'll hold judgment until I hear what it is. Well, it's only because it's their research division and it's involved with MIT. Okay. So they've come up with this. Um, I'm going to call it a tattoo. They call it duo skin. So it's tattoo style on skin interface. Okay. And again, towards today's theme of internet Connected thing, skin. Yeah. So you like. Duo skin. You know, these, a lot of these girls are walking around now with these like gold tattoos. They, mm-hmm. they have like little beads and stuff and that on. So you can make this foil tattoo you can make it yourself which is quite cool you get a yeah. vinyl cutter and you just use their their materials and you can put like patterns on your arm so it like looks cool but then you can choose what they do so That's they can wild. either be an interface so you can actually like sit there and rub your arm and that moves the mouse on the screen or you can um, turn into an nfc control so like okay. someone brings their phone and they get an NFC command off you. Okay. Um, the one tattoo will change colors, like it, it amplifies as in, as your body temperature goes you up. You put so LEDs really, on it as well. It's just oh, I'm sure they'll get awesome. to it as well. Yeah. But I just like the fact that uh, I'm going to use the word wearables with inverted commas because it mm-hmm. really is cool. You can customize it. It's got a personal statement. And it's like still involves tech. That's so very cool. If anybody from Geoskin is listening, you did spell communication wrong though on your website. So. <laughs> MIT or not And there we go Banging Microsoft <laughs> yet again I, I did try F7 for spell check guys I did try So Pokemon Chronicles For the week Dun 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 um, The one that I love Is uh, There's a really big American adult film company That has come up with Porn Stars Go And XXX Parody um, yes, I did, watch, I did watch the trailer and it is freaking <laughs> funny. Okay. They've dressed this dude up like Ash. That's the main character from Pokemon. Okay. I know that because I actually watched Pokemon. Is that that guy that runs at 85 kilometers an hour or, or faster? No, that's your avatar. Screen. No, Ash is like from the uh, show. He's got like the red cap. He's like Pikachu's dude. I don't care. It's from the 80s. Okay. okay. Stick with me. So, <laughs> yeah, they've got a, they've got a porno out called, called Porn Stars Go and you've got to kind of, Catch them and them. <laughs> so it's pretty. You, go you gotta poke him on. You gotta poke, well, poke someone's mom, apparently. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, oh. And then, just as I thought it was over, we go to Singapore. Now, I used to think Singapore was cool. I mean, yeah. they've got cool rules, they've got cool stuff. I'm actually gonna read the job posting. They've got a really fast swimmer who beat Phelps. Yeah. How's that? How's that? Mr. Schooling. Well done. That was amazing. Sure. Carry on. So listen to this. This, <laughs> is, we this is the verbatim. Yes. A company called Funzing posted a new job listing on Facebook Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Looking for Pokemon Go trainers to catch and train these virtual Pokemon. And yes, it's an actual job. We're looking for an enthusiastic Pokemon monster for the first ever Pokemon job in the world. That's scary. That mm-hmm. That's actually the first ever. Um, and there'll be more. If you're a Pokemon fanatic and you're always out on the adventure catching them all, we want you. That's how the job posting went. How much? Uh, who cares? I'll well, I don't know. I might, I might start liking Pokemon Go. No, come on, man. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I really did think I was getting to the end of the Pokemon Chronicles, but apparently not. No. Then, VR. Okay, because we always talk about VR. I was about to say, um, a show without VR would not be a show. No, no, but this is cool. So, Emirates. Yes. The airline. You know when you ask for a little baggie and you get like socks and, and a visory thing and some really cut toothpaste? They're giving you cardboard now as well. Yeah. You're awesome. getting you're getting a VR kit inside. 3D there. printed plastic. It's not quite VR. I didn't jump on the website and bash them because I didn't want to be a know-it-all because I'm not. But uh, it's actually AR. What they say is they use the bag as the trigger, which okay. is blipper, it's blipper technology. Okay. Nice. So that's actually AR. I mean, I don't know if they're using a headset or cardboard, which is what deems it VR, but... I'm assuming if it's Blipper, you go download an app onto your phone. So while you're flying, or while you're while you're flying, you yeah, get to see, you get to go and do a trip around Stuff. Dubai. Well, other airlines apparently are looking Without at replacing sweating. their in, their um, in flight with VR headsets, okay. proper VR, so that you have that personalized experience. But that would, to me, that would hurt my eyes. I mean, I've used VR for 20 minutes and I'm and I'm kissed. Uh. My eyes hurt anyway because of the proximity of the screen. Well, that's on, the point. Anyway, so that's, and for anyone out thing. there that's looking at investing in VR, spend the money on a good headset because the lenses is what actually makes it work. Remember, like with those Zeiss lenses we got mm. versus some of the other stuff. So yeah, yeah, those lenses are great. If you if you're going to spend the money and you want to get into VR, get a get a proper brand. Mm. Um, Facebook. So their little... Oh, they changed something. Yeah, they stuck a finger up to all of us. They basically oh, started anti-ad blocking blocking software. They're blocking the ad blockers? No. Yeah. Well, say that again. They're blocking the ad blockers. They're blocking the ad, yes. Okay. They're doing that. So 
Stick um, with me, Brett. Apparently, <laughs> I'll translate for you. <laughs> do you speak Brett, Brett? <laughs> I do, Brett. <laughs> so apparently on the desktop version, yes. you can't run ad blocking software or your page will stop working. So if you're running like third-party ad blocking software, your page will stop working. Um, okay. Yeah, they've got a billion people, so I, you know, I don't know. They've got to make their money somehow. Yeah, I, I kind of Poor get it. Facebook people. No, Shame. Not not that we ever go on a tangent, but let's go on the tangent. How's Mark going to afford to go on holiday if he doesn't get people that? But think at about it. You get all that shit for free. Mm. Everything. All their apps, all everything. And in fact, the fact that they've acquired WhatsApp, that's the reason you don't pay for WhatsApp either. Mm. So if they're going to make their money out of advertising... But you can't stop advertising altogether on Facebook. I mean... But you can't stop on the web. That's what I'm saying. But you can't that's stop, why it's free. But you can't stop it anyway because it's, it's social by nature. So even if you wanted to advertise a pair of shoes that you were selling... That's advertising. True. I'm going to see stuff that but, I didn't want to see. you post? Yeah, and, and so I think they may as well just, it's they're free getting for. better as well. Their programmatic is getting good. Mm. Um, you, you definitely starting to see stuff that's more relevant to you and your liking and yeah. what you've told them. As long as your they don't start shirt. swaying any more polit- political decisions, then we should be okay. <laughs> and uh, that then brings me to the Internet of Things. Woo! So the Internet of IOT. Things. Here's one for you. Let's see yes. how much homework you did do. The phrase was actually coined by some dude called Kevin Ashton in 1999. Mm-hmm. 1999. Okay. And we only started talking, not you and me, like people. Yeah. In the last two years. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I see that. We had the buzzwords of Thinktonet were coming around a while. About four or five years ago, it was the Thinktonet before it became Internet of Things. But here's the scary like thing. And this is a question I'm asking and then you'll, we'll get back to it just now. Yeah. This dude. This um, Kevin, Ash. Kevin Ashton dude. Ashton, yeah. Oh, well, you guys are like buds now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Facebook Ash. friends, bro. Sweet man. He advertises to me every week. So he reckons that it's going to take a century to roll out. One hundred years. Yeah. Well, th- oh, thank you for that. Yeah. Jeez. Not all of our listeners are with us, bro. <laughs> We've got to drag them in. That was for Dory outside. Let's see if she's listening. No, she's not. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll dodge that one. And on that note, that gets us to our guest for today. Um, now, before we introduce Nico, this is actually part one of the Gartner Aspiring yes. Innovator Awards. So really that's, exciting. Um, that is really exciting. So Gartner, for those of you that don't know, I mean, we've been speaking about the symposium for weeks mm-hmm. and, um, we've had, we actually had Jeffrey on last week, I think. Yeah. The, it's, it's a worldwide symposium. Um, and basically it's to help businesses be better and, do better and all those good things. And they go around to each country and they choose six aspiring innovators. And this is the first week of six. Yep. And um, we are very, very pleased to say that we have Nico Stain in here from IoT.NXT. Hello. Next. Next. IoT. Oh, do you want next. to pronounce it next? Yeah. Next. Thank so you. it's IoT.NXT. That's it. But for our listeners out there, there's no E in next. <laughs> Let them try to figure that one yeah. out. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Thank you, Brett. Thanks Which one? Yeah. <laughs> it's, Red Square. It's pretty, it's pretty efficient, actually. When yeah. You, when yeah, it's actually quite easy. So I think first off and foremost, before you even start talking about IoT Next, well done. And that's that really is something. I mean, Gartner is not by any means a small little organization. No. And uh, to be named as one of the inspiring, aspiring innovators, well done. I mean, that's fantastic. Thank you very much. That's yeah, good recognition all around. So seeing you guys it, are doing something right. Well, seeing it's the first show, can you actually take us through a little bit of this aspiring innovator um, process because we kind of came onto it at the back end. In fact, I think Brett, you even said, "Oh, this is great! How do we join?" And, and mm. Jeff was like, "Well, we've <laughs> too late." Picked it. Yeah. So take us through that journey before we get into IT. Okay, so um, a really um, pretty basic uh, process initially, uh, where we just needed to, uh, you know, fill in some online forms, really, mm-hmm. in terms of what we do, um, and then you know, I think there was a preliminary. There was really a preliminary sort of. Uh, uh, phase that we went through and then post that uh, we really had to give them a lot more detail in terms of what we what we've developed and what we've deployed and designed and so forth and how long was the process from that initial application to the point where you got the phone call after the interviews and all that yeah, kind of stuff so if i remember correctly i'd say it was about a four month about okay. a four month process wow okay yeah. so i mean guys to be the six Okay, out of a four-month process, and I'm sure there must have been thousands of submissions. Mm. I can imagine. Can you imagine some of the beginning ones? I have this idea. We do not send letters anymore. Yeah. We send electronic mail. Yeah, <laughs> and they never heard back. Email. Yeah, <laughs> where to go? Right. So, 
you got the accolade, and as I said, you're actually first of the six. I don't believe there's an order. It was just how things were arranged um, through the, the PR company. It's unfortunate. No, yeah. we, we were choosing them based on the, uh, the coolest dot but, next yeah, name. But not on that note, though, Brett and I love IoT. I mean, it's yeah. a topic we speak about regularly. It just, it, I think Uber, VR, Pokemon now, unfortunately, mm. and IoT, IoT are things that regularly pop up. And I think the IT more so because of security aspects, which are some of the things we'll get into mm. today. One of the things I want to touch on is your, your, sla- your, your slogan is bridging the edge. And uh, I, I like to think that in, innovation, we like to, to push the edge of innovation. Absolutely. So that, that lives quite nicely with where, where we are. I think Brett and I have conversations around pushing the edge of innovation quite a lot. So bridging the edge is quite nice. Yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, I can't actually take credit for that one. Ah, um, you always should when you're on radio yeah, or public spaces. Well, be like, yeah, that was my idea. It was uh, one of the guys that's sitting at the office listening, old Bertus. Uh, well done, Bertus. Our CTO. And, um, you know, he doesn't talk a lot. Uh, he kind of so lives, it's quality rather than yeah, quantity. Yeah, he, he very much lives in his in his own world. But uh, <coughs> when he does come up with these pills of wisdom, it's like a, a eureka moment. Which that's is good. Goes, oh. I like that. Yeah. That's excellent. Cool. So I don't really need to get into the name because IoT and the dot next is well, you're on futurology, so we'll talk more about the dot next at the end of the show. But Brett, cool. you got some questions? Yeah, I think yeah. Let's let's just start at the beginning of what IoT is. Okay, the Internet of Things we have spoken about a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that the the founder would you agree with that? By the way, that he is the founder of IoT. I mean, is yeah, pretty Ash, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty okay, much cool. ninety nine. Yeah. Now to make a statement like that, I mean, he went. To, I read the article, and he was like, "We're only sixteen years into it, so 99, 16 years. Get it?" But the fact that he says it's going to take us a century to roll it out. No, how? I mean, if you look at computers over the last 50 years, from 1950 to now, uh, no, 1950 to 2000, it was huge. Keyboards, mice, uh, touchpoint interfaces, smart screens, etc. Um, do you believe that we need 100 years to roll out IoT? Well, you know, if you look at it, um, it's actually quite interesting in terms of where we're at at the moment. So depending on whose research you read, you know, it's anything between 35 and 55 billion devices that will be connected by the year 2020, right? That's, that's insane. Eh? Okay. So let me tell you what is insane. That's uh, less than 1% of all the, de- you know, devices that we have in the world. Currently. Currently. Wow. Okay. That's even more insane. Okay. So we have double insane. And oh. then you, you need to appreciate that as this technology proliferates, mm. so you will see more and more and more deployment of this, uh, of these types of devices. So, It'll be interesting. I don't know if you'll ever get there. You see, now that also brings us, I mean, Brett was saying we'll leave it to end the show. But that's obviously what's made you one of the aspiring innovators is that you've actually sat there and realized that we need something to help us bridge that and get to manage. And we being businesses more so than the home, I assume. Mm. The home, we're just going to buy something that's going to listen to us. It's going to track us. It's going to do what it does. Um, but, you know, your idea to come up with, with, IoT Next, I'm assuming, was to help companies bridge what they would need or help them plan. Understand if talking, it. Yeah. yeah, if you're talking yeah. about 100 years, it's probably a planning thing as opposed to an acquiring thing. Or am, or am I wrong? Yeah, so I think what has happened and, and why we're we gaining the momentum that we are is that people are actually – you know, in business specifically, and we'll get back to just, you know, the connected world of IoT. But if we look at business, essentially – the next phase, the next revolution is really taking place. And, and that, that revolution is really just, you know, businesses being able to understand what is happening operationally, being able to, to, to interact with their processes, with their, you know, with their operational side of the business in a, you know, real time or near real time environment. And that, or even faster. And even faster. Yeah. So, so a lot of predictive stuff, you know, analytics, uh, trends, you know, all of that stuff going to be, you know, sitting on top of all of this. Now, you mentioned something just before the beginning of the show, and I'd want you to say it so that you can get the credit for this one at least. But you said business at the speed, speed of thought. That's it. Business at the speed of thought. Oh, and that's, no wonder he's on that. That's no, I love that. Yeah. I love, I love these little there things you can hang on, the little <laughs> quote terms and the, the hashtag. So, uh, business at the speed of thought is exactly where we are, and especially when you're pushing the edge of innovation. Things like IoT, people understand that they need to be a part of this, um, have very little idea of how to get on board. Um, we, we say that bridges are important in, in the understanding phase of, of new tech, um, and this 
this digital gap or the digital divide, I call more of a digital abyss if you don't actually have that bridge in place. And you guys are doing a great job because IoT doesn't just take the stuff that's coming up. It, you, you guys are able to bring IoT into things that have been put in place. Maybe some big investment has been put down by businesses. You get in and help them not just dropping tin but with a strategy as well. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot to be said around that. Um, and, you know, the bridging the edge, um, when Bertus actually coined the phrase, mm. uh, spoke to a lot of things. So we talk about the edge in IoT, edge really being the layer where everything, all your things basically reside, if I can in simple speak, all your devices, all your sensors, and all of that type of stuff. And I think the reality is if you look at business, the biggest challenge that all of them have at the moment is, listen, I need to – I need to evolve into this digital era. I need to become more efficient. I need to drive a number of, uh, you know, key aspects of the business. And I want to do that through digitization. But how do I do it? And, and one of the biggest challenges that the guys have or any business really has is, but I've got an existing investment. So sure. it's fantastic that you've got all this new stuff that you can bring to me. But how do you, how do we retrofit this stuff? And, and I think that, you know, we've put a lot of time and focus into creating that um, that capability to allow us to to not only bring you you know the new stuff the cool stuff that's available now but also you know to uh, be able to sweat the asset and and the investment that the business has made being able to integrate that onto the platform as well if i can jump in there because i um i think the one thing i do share with um jeffrey mann from gartner is the love of the digital workspace. I mean, that's something he's known for, and it's definitely a passion of mine. And I spend all day long talking about mobility and, and uh, the digital workspace. But you've you've hit something exactly on the nail. I've gone and spent all this money on devices at this moment in time. Okay, Some of them are connected devices. Some of them are probably already machine-to-machine capable, whether they've been activated or not. Um, the last thing I want to do is a change. Okay, because I've got it, I'm accustomed to it. But more importantly, is how do I make them play nicely together? And I'm assuming that's something when IoT Next comes into it, because we, you know we started outside. Brett, he's a he uses an Android phone. Yeah, which Brett? No, no, not you. Yeah, no, don't Nico, no, not yeah, me. No, no, Nico uses an Android phone. So oh yes, no, we, but we let him in anyway. I know. Nice guy. Nice okay, guys. but guys, listen, hang on. I mean, we're talking <laughs> porn, we're talking <laughs> pink shirts, and Androids. <laughs> the thing we get stuck on. No, well, I mean, now we're starting to talk religion. Can we maybe just not do this? Okay. <laughs> but you know, the, the, what I always say is that the difference between an Apple and an Android user is Apple users acknowledge Android and they fine. Android users hate us. Okay. Take that to the Internet of Things. Mm. You know, and I'm actually bashing Apple Everybody's here indirectly. Apple's gone about building this whole ecosystem that they control what they want to control from a hardware and software point of view, from what you can do, from what you can't do. Now you're saying lift up the, lift up the curtain and, and come play with all these devices. And the, and the, the ticket to doing that is the Internet. Um, how does that work? How does this type of autonomy or non-autonomy, if that's even a word, yeah. Come together in IoT. Yeah, I like that uh, non-autonomy. We need to actually just check that, please, Brett. Too. Uh, yeah. Um, <coughs> so Google it. See if <laughs> it's a word. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that speaks to the heart of it. Um, the fact that we've got something that's connected via something, you know, reporting to a, mo- that, you know, that's not true Internet of Things. For me, Internet of Things creates an ecosystem. Yeah. Where exactly you spoke about earlier is where we have vertical digitization that potentially has taken place in your business or in your world, but that you also have that horizontal interoperability between those components because that's really where the business value comes from. Business value comes from having integrated real-time information and understanding how that potentially impacts the business up and down stream Mm. and being able to communicate and uh, share that data with third-party applications and being able to get insight from that. I'm glad you mentioned that um, because I think a lot of people also see the Internet of Things as the toaster at home that will automatically turn on when your alarm clock goes off because your alarm clock's been triggered by your phone. But, you know, I'm quite excited about the things like sensors, you know, how sensors within businesses um, can actually streamline everything, but more importantly, do it by themselves. And one of the examples that I came across, um, in fact, it wasn't even in prep for the show. We were looking at something else. Oh, it was logistics. I've got a logistics client. 
and how senses could now be put onto um, parcels or things that need to be delivered, and they will automatically talk to the racking, to mm. the forklift, to the door, to the checkpoint, to the courier, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And this is all driven on sensor technology. 100%. And in fact, the guys that we had in last week, mm. um, was it last week? No, no. the week before. We were doing drones last week. We were doing, no, it was. It was last week. It was drones. Mm. They have a sensor engineer as part of their team. I remember seeing them online. Mm. They have employed someone to sit there and just look at the sensors and how yeah. these things talk back. Yeah. That's obviously a space that's quite important to you as well. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, we've got a very strong dev team around the actual software and the framework, but we also have a strong focus around electronics. Uh, purely because, you know, that's what you're connecting to. Um, so a lot of the, the sensor technology that's coming out now is more sophisticated. We see a lot more intelligence being pushed into those edge devices. Mm, mm. Um, but for the same reason, you know, you've got a lot of legacy stuff. So we talk about, you know, 50 billion devices by 2020. Yeah. Those are new devices. Yeah. So you, and if that's 1%, you do the math in terms of, uh, uh, the rest of it. Excellent. Now you talk, you're talking framework a lot. Now you guys have created your own component framework. Um, and the nice thing about that is that you're able to plug into a, a lot of devices, uh, or a lot of different devices from all strokes and, and scopes of, of internet connectedness from sensors, which is great because a lot of people go, well, now I have to learn all this from scratch. You guys have created this one framework where anybody can sort of plug in with very minimal sort of integration. Hundred percent. So, I mean, if I can maybe simplify it. Yes. Uh, you know, when we originally got involved in this world, um, we actually, you know, were were tasked to create an application um, in the security sector, and that yes. really was to bring about fifteen or sixteen different subsystems into a single UI. Okay. User interface. Yes. So, um, you know, we looked locally, we looked internationally, we tried to find something that would help us, that would almost give us a common platform to actually yeah. mesh all of these things together. And guess what? Necessity is the mother of, of yeah, invention. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so as much as I'd like to say it was a eureka moment uh, in front of the TV, it, it really wasn't. Um, it, it really was more, it came it was almost an evolution for us because uh, in that process we realized there wasn't anything. We yeah. almost had, to, we actually embarked on a bespoke development at that point. Um, but at the same time, we then made a decision and said, listen, guys, let's develop something that, you know, we can reproduce that's reusable, um, you know, and that we can, uh, you know, that's agnostic in terms of technology and platform. And that's really where it happened. Cool. Well, we do need to pay the bills, so we'll be back uh, after this. When you're growing a small business, meetings, telecons, and admin move into dinners, recitals, and bedtime stories. But we know you knew that. We know that between the successes and failures, the courage to continue is what counts. We also know that the right meetings, telecons, and admin means better dinners, recitals at the school you want, and great bedtime stories. The courage to grow is business. We've got the advisors, products, and solutions that enable you to do so. MTN Business. A new world of business. And we are back. So if you've just joined us, we are... We never left. We were here the whole time. Well, all of us, like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. It's Monday. (laughs) What I was saying... We're still here. We're still here. And it's the Futurology Show on Cliff Central. Hashtag Futurology. So if you've just joined us, we're talking to Nico Stain from IoT Next, um, obviously about the Internet of Things. Um, B2, you had a question, yeah. comment, or something that you wanted so just, to, to just bring up. Just before the break, we were talking about how necessity was the mother of, of invention and how you guys have created uh, what has now become this great framework for people to add any spectrum of, of things into the connected world. Now, the one thing, people hear about all this nice new tech, and they're like, wow, my business could certainly do with something like that, but it sounds very expensive. You guys have got a great USP here. So how does that work out from IoT.next? Well, I think that, you know, I think that's where IoT is actually the game changer yeah. uh, moving forward is the fact that from a technology perspective, a lot of stuff's being developed and we, we actually seen that cost curve coming down dramatically. Yeah. So in terms of edge sensor type technology and anything, in fact, that resides at the edge because of the volume that you're seeing happening there, you mm. will see natural progression will be that those price points get driven down. For sure. Uh, but more importantly is, you know, what we've developed is that platform or that layer that allows us to bring in your, first of all, your existing tech, but also all your new stuff. Yeah. Now, what's important for that is, you know, everyone always talks about future-proofing. Yes. And I think one of the biggest issues that we had when we initially embarked on this was 
whoever we were dealing with was trying to actually box us into a corner from a technology perspective. Mm. So you spoke about this, um, I don't know what the name of this mobile devices that you use, but you were talking about oh, you mean the only mobile device, an okay. iPhone. All right, but but you know how that feels. You know, once you're in that world, damn that's, good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, that's kind of the world that you operate in, and um, IoT is really about breaking those barriers okay. and allowing us, you know, to leverage you know everything and anything that's out there. And one other great thing, just we love African stories or local stories. I mean, you guys developed this. You developed it here. You didn't go out to MIT or out to Silicon Valley. You've developed it here in South Africa, um, which means we're not fighting Euro costs. We're not fighting Rand, although at the moment it's going the right direction. Mm. Uh, but it doesn't always stay that way. So there, there's great uh, things there. But also there's, there's a certain amount of uniqueness to the African problems that we have as well. So you guys are going to be not only leading the way in IoT globally, yeah. but you're going to be finding some niche examples to put it into practice. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of things to be said about uh, what we're doing at the moment. I mean, I'm very excited. I mean, we know what we've got. It's, it, you know, uh, it is ahead of the curve. Yeah. It definitely is a product that we, we're busy looking at taking global. But, you know, the, the amazing thing about South African mentality when we develop something, and I've looked, you know, you look all over, you know, we don't take anything for granted. So from that perspective, we don't, you know, we're very defensive in a lot of the things that we do when we write code, mm. purely because, you know, the network's not always on. Yes. Um, or we're on edge, which oh, is worse than it being off, actually. Yeah, you know, As so I said, when you use the word edge earlier, I'm thinking, <laughs> hold on a second, I've seen 2G and 3G at most of my, my spots, not that edge. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so there's a lot of that type of IP that we that the rest of the world doesn't always, you know, really they even think they about. They don't need anymore. Yeah, yeah, they don't need it. So, um, you know, there's some some very unique things that we've done, which in an African context I'd say is very important. Mm-hmm. But as a result of that, it's also made our product a lot more resilient in terms of, I think, the international play. I just want to jump in there because here I go with my double-pronged questions. When we, we keep referring to the product and the offering that you guys have put yeah. together. So, I mean, let's just let's elaborate on that a bit. It's a web portal. It's a it's a integrate portal. T- take us through what is the product of IoT Next. Okay. So, again, I think maybe if I can just try and illustrate in, in easy terms, mm-hmm. um, you have the edge. That's where all your devices reside. So, if we think of a factory or we think of a mine or, we, you know, whatever business you have, you have a whole lot of things happening at an operational level. And then right at the top, you actually have of the stack, of the technology stack, you have lots of data coming through and you have quite mature IT solutions, ERP, CRM type of solutions that have already been deployed. So we, we play in, in the middle of that. Mm. So, you know, between the edge and that analytics layer. The glue almost. That's it. We yeah. are the glue. Thank you. That's, did you get that off my website? No. Okay. <laughs> Seems like a very obvious. I think we're very similar. We can have a beer later. Yeah, you we for, uh, yeah, we can do that. Royalties. Uh, <laughs> lovely. Yeah. So that is exactly what it is. We we play that that role, and um, you know. So so first of all, you know, we take care of that integration into all third third party type devices, analog devices. We bring them onto the network. We've created this uh, fantastic uh, uh, hardware device called uh, Raptor. Yeah. It's actually a field gateway. And again, um, not because we really wanted to, more a case of uh, there wasn't anything available internationally. Just take us through that. Is that more, is it a server? You know, talk no. about hardware. No. So really what it is, um, it, and a lot of the guys think that that is what it is. The reality is uh, IoT in terms of field gateways is very, very immature in terms of what has been developed. So guys are thinking we'll put like a little PC down there. Um, what our gateway does, it brings all your analog devices, actually brings that onto the IP stack or onto cool. the IP So network. we don't have to have a SIM card for everything that was old. Correct. Okay. Exactly. That's amazing. So basically also what you're doing is help preserve the longevity of devices. Because I, mm. I, Precisely. You know, Brett and I eat, sleep, dream tech. So yeah. We have a show all about it. Yeah. Mm. But there's nothing more for – you know, if you think as a, as a person not in the space to go and buy a piece of technology and then find out a few months later it's, it's now old – you can imagine what it's like for us. You know, yeah. we we've done our research. We've chosen the mm, piece yes. we want. It's, we've just installed it. We've half far Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and everything. And then some yes. someone posts on there. Oh yeah, but have you seen the new version of X Y Z? I'm yeah. like, no. Here we go again. Yeah. So it's uh, a physical device yep. that has a 
plug in port uh, i mean uh, yeah. you know it's radio it's hard for me to see or it's or the middle bit it's the yeah. bit middle it, way it's yeah, the translator uh, basically between old analog and but the that's got to be pretty much almost a world first i it mean no one's, yeah, i was gonna say no one's it, thought of middleware yeah. in it because it's machine to machine so, so you've got arduino's um is it strawberry pie? Uh, raspberry, raspberry, raspberry pie. pie. I'm uh, sure yeah, there'll be yeah. strawberry pie somewhere. <laughs> American pie. So you've got all of those things. <laughs> One, um, two, or three. Yeah. Uh, Remember they did yeah. a bank camp. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but we've, you know, we've moved away. You know, we looked at all of that stuff, didn't like it. Um, Security is a major issue. Um, so we've gone. We don't have an operating system running on it. Uh, however, we can configure centrally, for, you know, uh, via software, etc. So we've got some. A s- ma- so one central operating or system that you can run everything that you've got going. 100%. So even if you do have something that is future connected or comes connected, yes. you can actually put it into your legacy stuff. So I can sit in a control room in New York and I can run 20 million devices from there. Check the factory floor and somewhere yeah. else. Okay. And, and for anyone that wants to know um, who's technical, because they always ask the question, we can update the firmware uh, Remotely, also, remotely. That's so funny. Only the techies would ask Clever. that. Yeah. Ah. But I just, you know, you've got uh, obviously no, got 100%. <laughs> yeah. That was that was a good smile. Uh, no, it's sorry. No, Brett, it's, it's one thing. It's one thing. So, to so have, sorry. So oh, we're all doing it. Cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so sorry. Um, so so that's the Raptor. Yes. But I don't no, want to stop there because obviously what we've done is we've created a very deep and wide application. So um, we've got the Raptor. Above that, you need a queue. Yes. So you need something to move the data. Yes. Um, and it needs to be lightweight. It needs to be. Um, it needs to be able to address plenty sensors. You know. Um, so, for instance, in one of our um, installations, we had to activate at least a thousand doors uh, under a second. Oh wow! Okay. You know, that, that 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 type. Where would that be? A prison or something. Yeah. Yes, that's okay. right. Um, so, so at, at the ANC voting gates to hold him <laughs> back. Um, um, so we have that. Um, so we've we've put a lot of work in, in into getting that really nimble and, and lightweight. The next layer really is that data abstraction layer. Yeah. So that allows normalization of all your data source. So you've got a whole lot of stuff potentially coming through the Raptor or all your analog stuff. Then you have a whole lot of IP-based information put coming that through. Somewhere. So you've got to bring that stuff. You've got to normalize it so that we can – it's really like a translation tool. Okay. And then on top of that, we've got the visualization component because that's really – really that's where the value comes, right, when you can actually – Interpreting the yeah. starter. Yeah. And on top of that, we've developed our own workflow engine as well. And you've got a great name for that too. Yeah. What's that? Uh, IoT Commander. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. It's like I can think of mobile strike. You know that It does game. sound cool. Yeah. You guys have got the raptors. Yeah, you see this raptors. dude walking you got the in commanders. Like with these like raptor birds flying and this dude with his phone. I, I think you guys should just win because you've got cool names. Thank you. Like if you win for nothing else, the names are cool. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not biased on this show now, are we? No, no. But uh, i got a BCom marketing degree. I can, I can weigh I, in on I, this. I want to stay with <laughs> this on. and I'll tell you why. So I've, I've mentioned it a few times. Recently, I've put my father-in-law onto iOS because... He's an older generation. It's a, it's a, it's the OS I use. So when he phones me for help, I need to be familiar with it. Technical now, support is ready to go. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure we all have that situation. Our mm. parents need help with their devices. Not even just parents. There are people that are technologically challenged. Yeah. And that's hopefully what IoT is going to help solve as well. Um, so fundamentally, the fact that you can now integrate into these, I'm going to call them legacy systems because even if they're at home, Dumb systems, they really are. Yeah. The the question is, and this is I mentioned earlier that I had a double prong question. The thing that that I fear most about IoT is security. Um, I haven't gone and covered up the camera on my MacBook the same as Mark Zuckerberg did because I don't really give a shit. If someone wants to log on and see me picking my nose while I'm working at night, well, that's their problem. But I do care that someone can log into my home and engage with my child, or see what uh, you know what's going on in the home environment and i would assume the same for business applies and probably mm. even more so how is security addressed one by yourselves but two it, it, surely this is the biggest stumbling block or the big or the biggest resistance to people moving into iot related industries yeah so i think security is a big issue and become a bigger issue as time goes um so i think you know, when you choose or you look at a solution out there, you need to be very cognizant in terms of the types of technology. So, I mean, we use military-grade encryption on the Raptor and on our queue. Uh, you know, we've 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 built, we've done a lot of plumbing, so to speak, uh, to almost 
make it well obviously to make it very very difficult mm. you never want to say impossible but you want to really make it very very difficult for uh for third parties to to come into that and part of what we did in the raptor the development of the raptor is we um we we didn't use an operating system so you know there's a very small um attack surface in fact mm. not really any it's it's firmware so you know uh, a part of Good the uh, you know the the, the, the Developer on the thing, it, it it really is very tough to to actually hack, but but it's going to be a problem. Is there is there cleansing or indoctrination procedure? And so every time a device comes in, because I tell you, you know it's fine that the Raptor itself doesn't have software or OS, uh, and I understand why then it can't get hacked. But I bring in my phone or I bring in my computer or whatever it is, and I now introduce it into an IoT, the Edge, okay, my Edge. What what are the procedures then to clean or clear or close down any loopholes or, or, or security risks? And does your system do that? Is that part of the, the, the offering? Yeah, so that's part of what we do. Um, you know, there's there's device authentication. Um, there's certain encryption modules that we've included. In fact, the way that we've designed the queue is, you know, there's almost a two-stage authentication that actually needs to take place. Um so, so, and then user roles, you know, properly defined user roles and access around that. So, uh, you know, it's a continuous job for us to make sure that we combat that. You and I have got no chance, Brett. Our ADHD, could you imagine getting a message on your system? You are in the queue for verification. So what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, did it take long, longer than 10 seconds? Uh, <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's all about making things more efficient making businesses become less reactive and more proactive with with the information that they have at hand yeah. and you've got to keep that up your side yeah. but you've also got to try and grow the clients that you've got and also make sure that you can go back to the guys that have got their heads in the sand or the winds of change are blowing all around them and they, you're going but guys this is what it is so education is a big part of what you're doing in iot how are you tackling that well, well, let me say this. If you look at all the major vendors and, um, networking vendors, um, all the big names, yeah. they're spending billions of dollars in terms of securing their environment. Uh, on, uh, so, 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 you know, we, we, we accept that from a, you know, big corporates, um, and the vendors that are out there that, that are developing that technology that they're going to, you know, they're going to crack it. They will make sure that they, they secure that part. Then yeah. the key is from there, once you're actually running inside of that network is to also make sure that you secure the device. Mm. Um, in terms of, in terms of what we say to our customers is, you know, we need to add value. Yeah. So if you, you know, it's one thing having all the stuff connected, but if you're not getting true business value efficiency, getting driven mm. through the fact that, you know, everything is talking to one another, that's the key is to go yeah. and actually find the, find the pain. Um, so, so a lot of what, a lot of what is driving IoT at the moment is strategy. Yes, you know, so I was about to say it. it has to be strategic thinking as opposed to um, IT really delivers on it. So it's not that much of an IT decision as opposed to strategically where do we want to move this business? Mm -hmm. How do we want to disrupt our space? Mm. And through that, let's implement and see what technology is available that we can plug in there. Exactly. And we don't care what that technology is. You know, IoT.next will make it work for us. We don't care what it is. Let's right. let, let's find the pain, strategic uh, um, issues, and pain, the gain. and get the gain. Excellent. Yeah. Now, Internet of Things, the things aren't replacing humans, and that's the prime reason why we need strategy. But at some point, these humans need to understand that evolution, digital evolution, is a part of the new business. Yeah. And uh, Extracting that gain is sometimes the bumpy process. And uh, I think when we always say when we're working at the edge of innovation, you've got to fail fast or learn quick or both. And uh, I want to hear some of those stories. How did you guys fail fast in the early inception days of, of IoT? Because uh, it sounds like when you guys started IoT, it wasn't even called IoT. It was called something else. So yeah. tell, us, tell us a few of those stories. Yeah. So, you know, initially we when we got uh, – uh, Involved. It really was around a security uh, contract yeah. to, to bring all these subsystems together, and um, you know we we got in that into that environment having to use a whole lot of third party stuff, and that was extremely painful. Yes, um, they don't want to talk to each other. No one wants to talk. Eh? It's like uh, it's one of those parties where you arrive and everyone's friends. Everybody's in the but corner. No one wants to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, so we really. 
Yes, and and that for us was it was almost a non-starter. It was a case of we'll do it this once, but we'd never actually be able to. I mean, if you had to go through this every time, it's just not feasible. Yeah, not feasible. So that's where we said, listen, we have to do this thing quick. We you know, and we need to find something that that's got that ability. And 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 our whole approach is is that when we sit with a customer, we say, listen, let's go for a thin slice. Yeah. Don't, don't, let's not go and reinvent you know everything in your business immediately. You've got 57 great ideas. Let's tackle one. Mm. Put down the framework. Get one up and running. Really cost effective. See how we you know prove the concept, and then from there on we build. Can you take us through some of the clients that you've worked with? I mean, I, I can understand if you can't mention names. Um, sure. Some of the sectors you're operating. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want. I, I think what's what's nice is people don't realize how diverse. Um, IoT Next has actually yeah. played. You know? Yeah. So, so that really was also, you know, initially when we looked at this thing, we said we wanted to be able to be cross-platform and cross-industry. So, I mean, we've we've we're playing in mining, we're playing in automotive, we're playing in the meat processing uh, plant, we uh, or plants, uh, we're into feedlots, we're into uh, agriculture. Um, Dalian, help me. I'm going blank. Security, <laughs> food processing was yeah. interesting. I was, was going to say, let's yeah. go back to the meat processing yeah. industry. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's be honest. I don't think anyone thinks there's any form of technology involved there. Bring yeah. animal in, slaughter it, pack it, get it out. Correct. You know, uh, But if you see what these guys are doing, there's actually a beautiful um, uh, piece that's actually being done currently uh, around it. Um, very advanced. They play music. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, to go there Pause, stop, engage yeah. but Let's stay with the meatpacking one Because that's a great example yeah. As to what you're doing yes. To change that perception of what we think Well, let me explain to you These guys, are actually, they, they're also changing the business a bit So they're a feedlot mm. Then they're an abattoir And then they're meat processing End-to-end solution So nice. literally in the morning You know, Mr. Sheep comes in and uh, he's covered in wool in the afternoon. He's packed up nicely, he's again. and he's he's in a truck. Yeah, you know, he's moving <laughs> off, <laughs> ready for the bride, prime rib, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. The so vegans and veggies are going to be sending the hate mail through uh, now. Okay, I'm sorry about <laughs> but, that. But but are we short? Are we are we shortening? <laughs> are we shortening processes through IoT? I mean, now we've got so we've got things where let's go stay with the food side of it. Sorry if there's anybody squeamish, but we've got to weigh the meat. Yeah. At some point. And that becomes a process. And then we've got to hang the meat and it's got to be taken somewhere. And some of those conveyor hooks and stuff that are moving. Yeah. Now you can put a scale onto the hook Quite and you've got right. a smart hook yeah. that's weighing while carrying. Exactly. So that, that's, that's just a, an example or a use yeah. case. Yeah, exactly. So the same in buildings. Yes. Um, you know, uh, creating that kind of environment. So you get pressure sensors now for chairs. You know, so is someone actually sitting in the chair and where's the chair in the building? Huh? Yeah, all that you check the stuff. toilet. So yeah. someone goes, exactly and you get there. a text. You've been there for five minutes. Yeah. Our policy is only four. Well, more, more, more importantly, just understanding footfall going into the bathroom exactly. and letting maintenance know. Yes. Yeah. Right. So after 400 footfalls. Areas so this goes back traffic. to the sensor thing, which I mentioned just now. And that's what yeah. excites me about IoT is that you can develop sensors. For, I mean, the only sensors that we really know about are proximity yeah. and Bluetooth you know, or Wait, Wi-Fi. Light. Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Things we see. Do you develop these sensors locally as well? Or is this, is this a different protocol Altogether, that has to be ordered. You guys are still in the middle. Yeah, yeah. so that's not really our game. Yeah. Uh, we're partnering with some guys uh, locally, but I mean, internationally, there's a massive drive. So, I mean, if, if just to give you an idea, I mean, we're playing big into the mining space. We're mm. very exciting, uh, excited about what's happening there. Uh, and there's a massive drive. And, and, you know, there's also been a bit of confusion. If you, if you look at mining, guys will talk about we've automated processes within the mine. But it's, again, it's a silo. Mm. So they've, they've, Deployed a skater type application, which is now automating a, a part of of their process. Do this what, when this is this. Exactly. Yeah. What Internet of Things now does, and where massive efficiency comes, is we take all of those technologies, old, very some of that stuff very old, and some of it new. So we've got drones, for instance. So we can we can now within a couple of seconds in the cloud report total mass flow mm. in an open cast mine from sure. pit to port, everything. Uh, yeah, you know, so something that maybe took. Two weeks. Yeah. Um, uh, now is a couple of seconds. But that's the thing. I mean, it's IoT is not the the tail that wags the dog. It's it's this idea that you can have this uh, cross section of a point in time of your business and be able to see exactly what's happening right now. It's not it's not about controlling the thing. Yeah. That IoT is about reading what the thing is doing naturally in its environment and trying to ha- help it optimize its. 
uh, thank process. you, Brett, too. I mean, we need to definitely go for this beer. Yes. Um, so yeah, I was going to say, uh, I, mean, I don't need any excuse. I'll you, go anywhere, yeah. but that's you're cool. You're running out of all the thoughts of the week here, but yeah. the, throwing the <laughs> IIT is cool. Yeah. So, so this, this is exactly what it is. It yeah. doesn't have to be invasive. I don't have to, you know, come and kill your network. So yes. we can come down with an overlay network. We can come and have a look at all your different uh, components within your business and we just bring them seamlessly together and it's non-invasive. So mm. we're not going to come and, you know, crash everything that you've already got or replace everything that you've got yeah. if it works we'll leverage it if there's new technology that comes that's better than what you've got well then you've got the freedom to choose that and move from there no no i think it's i, I you know i love it i must be honest super it's, exciting. it's it really is exciting just by the way we always talk about candace she's available to talk again yes there's We're, no gagging yes with so we we congratulations can we can definitely get her back in i just i just feel that the biggest stumbling block for the world not us i mean the entire world is the the ability to let go mm-hmm. and let these mm-hmm. machines do what they need to do you know i think at the moment we all see our businesses and our homes as our own little lily leaves floating in the pond and now you're saying well you want mine to talk to yours without me knowing about it to let go of that you know brett said the machines aren't going to replace humans but i think they actually are to a point and maybe that's this 100-year thing that our friend Ash, check yeah. I'm on a first-name basis now, is alluding to because he's actually trying to manage… You mean Kevin Ashton? Yes, but you're talking yeah. about the Pokemon no, Go no, guy. Not the, po- yeah. not, the, yeah. not, not the Pokemon Go guy, no. Um, you know, we're actually scared as humans. And I think we maybe need another generation where the generation grows up playing with these devices mm. as a daily life. Correct. To actually let the, the reins go. Yeah. So I was worried that, you know, we had a whole hour to talk. I wasn't quite sure whether how we'd get through. And that's but I, easy, huh? Can't we just do another hour? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Um, well, this is the fourth IoT show we've done this year. <laughs> good, good. So, I mean, non-discretional yeah. decision-making is a key driver inside of IoT because if we know that one plus one is equal to two, we don't need a human to make that decision. Yeah. You know, so that really is the next phase in terms of AI and bots and all of that good stuff uh, helping us to manage it better and more efficiently. For sure. Exciting. We do have to wrap it up, Brett. Yeah. We're at the top. Um, I need your thought of the day, week, month. Cool. Well, oh. very relevant to IoT uh, and the digital evolution. It's it's one of these things that we're just going to keep moving through, and we're moving into a new era of digital. And I believe that the next era of digital is the autonomous world, and the, we're seeing it all over the place. So while we've called 2016 the year of innovation, we're moving into this place of autonomy where the machines are maybe starting to replace humans but more for greater efficiency greater convenience but it's it's allowing us to have a great foundation for a collaborative economy where we can keep doing what we're good at while the machines help us do it as well as we can and it's really letting this autonomous world of the future thrive we're setting this great foundation now so that our kids are going to actually get it to be honest but we got to let it great He'll let the machines take over, but not in his lifetime. <laughs> like you said, in, in order to grow, you have to let. In order to grow, you have to let go, and we're going. We're going places, which no, is great. Awesome. Right, Nico, thank you. Congrats thank again. You. Um, you. I don't believe this is the last time we'll be speaking. In fact, we'll see you at the Garden Awards yeah. down in Cape Town, Definitely. so we'll get you on air there as well. We'll, we'll record your there. speech when you get the prize. Oh, sorry, the other five. <laughs> sorry. So I'll be as kind for the other five. Again, Futurology Thanks. Show proudly brought to you by MTN Business. Thanks again, guys, and until yeah. next time, Thanks. keep your screens clean and your knobs silent. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.